Think about that clay head of Lionel Richie in that video. If you haven't seen the Hello video by Lionel Richie, look it up on YouTube because this blind girl makes a giant, ugly clay head version of Lionel Richie. Lionel Richie's already kind of ugly, but this clay head is even uglier than he is. Love that song, though. Love Lionel Richie. Mm-hmm. Starting it off strong. Welcome to uh, I Only Like Their Old Stuff, episode 11, um, Lights, Camera, Disappointment. Booyah. What's up? You What's there? That? Still there? Yeah. Okay. Can you not hear me? Yeah, I was just, I just, it, it just went crazy for a second. I was just going ahead and starting out with the disappointment. Yeah. <laughs> Life came a disappointment. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't matter. We don't have anybody left to disappoint, so. Clay, yeah, so. Clay's the only one. We've already disappointed him this week because we're a day late, so. We're two days late now. Here's the thing. <laughs> We had 471 unique downloads on episode 8. Episode 9 dropped at 97. Episode 10 dropped at 67. So we're about to get canceled. <laughs> the network's going to pull us. Ain't nobody. Get replaced. Nobody listening anymore. What happened? What happened? What happened? I don't understand because I think we're getting stronger as we go. Uh, or maybe more boring. Quality, not quantity. All the crappy listeners have fallen off and all the good listeners still around. <laughs> Mhm. So what's up? I'm in a banana. <laughs> Loudly, I might add. That was delicious. <laughs> Sounds like it. I've been getting hype on bananas lately. I I was off bananas for a while, but I I really do like a peanut butter banana and mayonnaise sandwich. Oh, it's so delicious. And so, uh, when I don't eat a peanut butter banana mayonnaise sandwich during the day, I eat a banana at night. You're going to make me sick. What? Mayonnaise on a peanut butter. Ugh. It's delicious. Try it. That's awful. Try it. You're awful. No. You don't know whether or not you like it or not. I I know that I don't like that. People defend their mayonnaise choices. What kind of mayonnaise do you use? Miracle Whip. Wow. It's the hardcore mayonnaise, apparently, according to the commercials. Only cool. What are you talking about? There's these commercials out now that have, like, people, like, having this party, and it says, are you a Miracle Whip person? Man, I want to be a miracle what person so everybody come over to my house. We have an awesome. I don't know. It looks I don't like a Budweiser commercial. <laughs> it does. Oh man, let's go out to oh let's go out to Jigga's house. I just got a keg of Miracle Whip tonight. <laughs> Booyah! Hold miracle on, whip. hold on. Let me get my bananas and my man and my peanut butter. It's really delicious to get. I think banana and mayonnaise sandwiches are good. No. Banana, I eat banana, peanut butter, and honey sandwiches. I would I would dip a banana in a vat of mayonnaise and eat it. 
You're a disgusting I think, man. I think that would be delicious. White You're on white, right man. there. Ugh. The implications of that. There are many implications that I don't want to get into. <laughs> that, well, you just Freudian. got into them by saying you don't want to get into Freudian implications. I didn't think about it that I didn't think about it that way. It just tastes delicious. That's well, all. Just stop. Just stop. <laughs> stop it. What? No, I mean. Come on. This show's PG-13. May as well. Yeah. Edit that out. Please. <laughs> no, I'm not editing that out. That's staying in there. Mm. Oh, boy. It wasn't too bad. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you ready to get the housekeeping done? Yeah. Number one fan this week? Alright, so, uh, number one fan this week is, uh, my girlfriend, Maria. Uh, last week, after we, uh, gave the title to one of her best friends, she asked me, why have I not been number one fan? I've listened to every episode, and, uh... I love that that's the only requirement to be number one fan, is to prove that you've listened to every episode. episode. Well, she goes on to say, you know, uh, and I think that Groove is funny. Mm-hmm. Because she doesn't think that I'm very funny at all. Suspect. Yeah, she she's, you know, she likes your laugh. Well, she hadn't, she hadn't tweeted about it. She asked that your laugh just be the whole show. Actually, <laughs> and so we may do that in the future, just an episode where just David just l- laughs the whole time. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, she was just she she brought up a good fact. She said that she does things for me that no one else does, and I couldn't really argue with that. You know, I'm trying not to show favoritism and stuff, but she doesn't do anything for me. Well, she hypes up your I laugh. She did hype up my laugh. I'm just saying. I mean, yeah, and you, you know. do owe her fifty bucks. So. I do owe her fifty bucks. I owe another guy twenty bucks. I'm the, and the problem is, if I was right, lived in the same town, both of them would have had my. I would have had my debts paid off. But the fact that I have to mail it is just that's what slows me down, you know. Oh, but I'm still counting it. out that change. Well, you should take that in consideration before you uh, downplay Maria being number what? one. What she gets so. number one hater for that? So. <laughs> no, she won a bet. You haven't paid her. Yeah. And she's hating she on me. She hasn't said anything about it, really. Well, she's. She I know that I owe her. Quit, you know. Come on. Well, Maria, I'm you're gonna... your number one fan this week. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see if she likes your laugh after this. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, congratulations, and you know, checks in the mail. Yeah. I she... swear, I'm gonna pay. I've never not paid. It just sometimes it takes a little bit longer. No. <laughs> well, she's gonna start breaking kneecaps soon. So. Well, if she came to my house to break my kneecap, I'd have the money for it. <laughs> you know. So. Here, like take that. it. Take it. Take yeah. these cats too. Take these cats. Yeah. About the cats, I've had like three nibbles on Craigslist and one from a friend of a friend. Everybody's backing out. It's getting worse at the house. The dog. Literally almost ate the cat whole today. And uh, the cat ran up the side of the wall and did like a backflip behind the dog, kicked it in his ass and ran away. And I had to hold the dog back from chasing the cat. The one good thing that about this house is that it's hardwood floors. So that dog has absolutely no acceleration whatsoever. I'm just sliding all it just over the run, place. runs in place for like 30 seconds and then it catches up to, and is able to move. So it was bad. It was bad, stressful. It's been real stressful with that. So it's about as bad as it's ever been in my life as far as stress and um, the opportunity to practice patience, which sometimes I take and sometimes I don't. 
Anyways, <laughs> so number one hater. Good to know. Number one hater this week is uh, going to be Owen. Uh, uh, you broke up there for a second. Let let me make sure I hear that clearly. Number the num- number one hater this week is uh, Owen. Owen. Oh, okay. Yeah, Owen. That uh, you know, he's been the number one hater the past two weeks. Two weeks. So we're gonna right. go ahead and crown him uh, third time. It's the triple crown of hate. <laughs> and the reason he's getting this for the third week in a row, he just cannot leave well enough alone. <laughs> you know, just when he starts to, you know, get back in my good graces again, he sends us this picture, me and Groove. This picture of us. This is real terrible picture. It's the worst picture ever taken of me. Yeah. It was taken from a bad angle at a bad time in our <laughs> lives. A really bad time in our lives. Um. I've, I'm convinced it's been color corrected to make us look whiter than we actually are, <laughs> and uh, somehow I have a gut in it. <laughs> so he he sends this picture and he's like, "Oh, I have a bird chest. Look at these." Well, we're on. We're on. Yeah. Sorry, we've had some uh, technical difficulties tonight. We've actually had to start and stop like five times now. So <clears throat> to explain the uh, the picture that Owen sent. It was actually of us, the two of us, shirtless on a sailboat. There were other people there too. It wasn't just the, like a glamour shot of the two of us. <laughs> it wasn't a photo shoot like the great medical disaster is going to have. Um, you know, and yeah, it wasn't a good picture. Yeah, and uh, you know, he said, "Oh, look, look at these bird chests or whatever." And to that, I say, "Well, at least we don't have lower back tattoos." There it is. We don't have tramp stamps. So. Low-hanging fruit. Well, I mean, I can't help it. He's got it's some kind of text written down there. It's in cursive. It's, yeah, it's hard he to read. He won't let us see it. It's like, uh, you know, it's something like to thine own self be true some, something. <laughs> some bullshit like that. Like that. <laughs> some bullshit that he yeah. decided to put right above his ass to change the hearts and minds of anybody that walked by him and happened to look at his well, ear. And, he wanted it to be somewhere he could see it. A lot, you know? Yeah. Be visible yeah. for That looks good back there. Wincing in front of a mirror. Yeah. He's turning <laughs> around and around trying to... <laughs> like my asshole dog. Yeah. Um. All right, so... Well, oh, the one thing, just so you know, uh, OE the OG did at reply us on Twitter and said, please could we shout out the Great Medical Disaster's first gig which is this Wednesday at the George in Limehouse, South London. So if you you happen to be the only other unique download in London uh, <laughs> and you want to hear some uh, heavy but not so heavy metal uh, in, some in light London, metal. You, could, you could go to the Limehouse or the George in Limehouse. They're going to have a photo shoot soon, so you want to catch these guys before they get big. Great. <laughs> yeah, probably... You can probably take the pictures for the photo shoot. Yeah. The, um, <clears throat> I was asking him today about that um, gig he's got, or it was yesterday, and I asked. They, he said they have like eight original songs, and they got forty minutes to play. They're going to play about six of them because some of them are really long. Epics. So. Epics. Yeah. Great medical explosion. Catch him, London this weekend. Great medical fiasco. Go watch a meltdown. On stage in front of people. <laughs> He's going to be listening to this the day of his show. <laughs> uh, don't get nervous, Owen. Don't get that stage fright that you're notorious for. Yeah. So. 
wear a shirt and don't turn around since they see your lower back tattoo. They're going to lose a lot of respect for you as a lead They're singer. They're going to throw beer bottles at you on stage. Is he the lead singer? I don't think so. I don't He's think a guitarist. He He's a guitarist. I think he does some backup He can vocals. sing. I've heard him on the MySpace singing. Yeah, right. He can whine into a microphone. Scream, <laughs> You broke my heart. He does little dashboard <laughs> professional covers. Solo project. He, he does it uh, under his musical pseudonym, Luke, L-O-U-Q-U-E. Shut up. <laughs> Luke. Uh, Nothing like it. Sorry, Luke. I've had some good comments on that. People liked it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Luke. Luke. Well, let's um let's move on. So <clears throat> took care of number one fan, number one hater. Congratulations on a triple crown, Owen. Congratulations, Maria, for uh getting number one fan this week. And li- thank you for listening to every episode. Um this episode, and uh, we've had several suggestions on this, however, I will say before he even says it, that this was Jigga's idea before anybody suggested it. That's right. I called you up just a few days ago, didn't I? And what did I say to you? Well, let's be honest about what you said. Well, first you said, I said, I've got, you said Yeah, but you said, I've got some ideas, plural, for the show. And I thought, great, we've got a couple ideas, maybe some grab bag <laughs> topics, everything. And I was like, okay, well, let's hear them. And you go, uh, let's do movies. Now, I said that we did that episode <laughs> all about music, and we should do a themed episode about movies. Yeah. Then but other people, when we asked for the suggestion, tried to take my idea and act like they came up with the idea. Well, Allison, congratulations on thinking just like Joey. And, uh, and Owen, Owen, number one hater, even though he is number one hater, he did have probably the best suggestion. Um of course, Mr. Columbia did have a good suggestion, too, but Owen said, uh, talk about the movies of Tom Berenger. <laughs> yeah, I only know a few movies of Tom Berenger. Probably the only movies that are worth remembering of Tom Berenger is because they're so awesome and probably the best action movies that ever come out of the late 80s, early 90s, which is the Sniper series. This is a series? There's, there's a second one? Yeah, I, th- I believe there's a third one, too. Oh, no. The, um, I saw the, thing, the, the first one's great. That's the first the time first I ever one, saw a sniper shoot another sniper through a scope. Yeah, it is really good. And here's the thing about it is that, um, oh, my God, we really are talking about the movies of Tom Berenger. Oh, there we <laughs> but go. The, um, when, uh, when Joey and I used to play video games together online before he got real soft, <laughs> um, there's, um, we would play first-person shooters, and whenever somebody sucked, we would say that they Billy Zane'd it. <laughs> Because Billy Zane was like the sidekick sniper that Tom Berenger was training in Sniper. And um, and so if you're, you know, if you do anything and, and one of your friends fucks it up, just tell them they Billy Zane'd it. You really Billy Zane'd it. And if, if there's a sniper on the other team just wrecking your shit, you can say, oh, it's Tom Berenger over there is just wrecking me. <laughs> Tom Berenger's up there in the, in the attic, in Grandma's <laughs> attic up there. Just nice. need to bring that back. I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my favorite line in that movie is when Tom Berenger advises Billy Zane not to piss in the water because there's these little parasites that will swim up your dick, quote. <laughs> they have to spend the night, like, sleeping, standing up in the in the river. Reminds me of Major Perry. Well, there was a guy that, um, that story of, of the, um, 
you know, when the sniper shoots the other sniper through the scope, that apparently happened in Vietnam. There's this uh, sniper in Vietnam who was, like, really good, had tons of confirmed kills, whatever, whatever. And, um, you know, people said that he shot another sniper through the scope. And I was watching on, like, History Channel or Biography or something about this guy. And I don't – he I can't remember what he had to say about it, but it was like, maybe I did, maybe I didn't, whatever. They actually um, did that on uh, – you know that shit, Mythbusters? Yeah. They actually did that on there, and they actually – they couldn't prove it, so, like, substantially, but they couldn't disprove it either. They actually did it, but it was under very controlled circumstances. Yeah. Um, and, it, I mean, it just kind of, like – it doesn't do it like in the movie where it shoots down the scope. It just kind of explodes the scope, you know? Yeah. But it still hit the target, so. Well, if you're – you know, I think I probably believe the movie Sniper before I believe Mythbusters. Right. Tom Berenger's also in The Big Chill, which is not a bad movie. Not really an action flick like he's known for, but... <laughs> <laughs> Way to Billy br- Zane that. <laughs> he brings, his, uh, he brings his, uh, his particular brand of acting to that role, too. Just, his American brand just, of acting. He just kind of grunts a little bit. <laughs> That's what he does. He emotes. <laughs> <laughs> Don't piss in the water. Stuff will swim up your dick. <laughs> oh, parasites will swim up your dick. So, movies. Ta-da! Yep. We're talking about them like we did the music episode. We're going to do a four-hour podcast again about movies. <laughs> I doubt it. Yeah. <laughs> but, it'll be fun. I just realized that I haven't prepared grab bags, so I'm going to have to do that. I'm this three-on-three three today. It is it's a, just to sell it out. Grab bag is going to be three on three, beloved grab bag. Uh, but we'll get to that later. Um, <clears throat> I'll go ahead and start. I'll, I'll kick off this whole thing um, with um, I because I actually thought about this the last time I went to the movies. That there's there, there's a, there's two two types of people that go to the movies. Um, and you don't know who they are until the movie's over. And uh, when the lights come on, everybody gets up to leave. There's the people that take their stuff with them to throw it away, and there's the people that leave it on the floor of the movie theater <laughs> and let other people get, get it. And um, I'm the type of person that takes my stuff with me, and I throw it away in the trash can. Um, but for some reason, they, there's people that – I guess they think they're employing people by leaving stuff on the ground. I don't know. Well, that's what they're getting paid for. Oh, job That's security. what you're getting paid three seventy five an hour for. Yeah. What do you have to say about that? Uh, yeah, I try to take my trash. Sometimes I leave it if I forget it, but I don't like throw it on the floor like some people. Some people like throw it on the floor like they're sweeping it under the rug, you know? Yeah. Oh, out of sight, out of mind. Just sweep it down here with all the other trash. I will say one time. Um. Oh, this is bad. This is real bad. I um. I dip. It, you know, and when I was in the movie theater, I like to I like to throw in a you know a delicious Copenhagen plug while I'm watching a movie. And the thing is that they give you, um, you know, you have to pay for the drink cups or whatever. So um, I always just ask for the water cup, and it's a little tiny water cup. Yeah. And um, it's it's just not satisfactory. And one time I forgot to do that, but I'm not. I don't care if I've got, you know, the Hershey squirts. I'm not going to leave the movie while I'm in the theater. I'm staying until the end of it. And so I took this bag of popcorn that everybody had finished, 
with, um, but it's still a popcorn in it. I was just spitting in the popcorn. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and so I didn't think about it at all. Um, I, you know, I was just spitting in the bag of popcorn, whatever. And when the movie was over, I grabbed the bag of popcorn, I lifted it up, and the bottom fell out. Oh, <laughs> you just nonchalantly walk out, walk away I just it. dropped it, and I just kept walking. That's all you could do at that point. I did not look back. I was like, well, there's no way I'm going to clean this up. Some people are going to come in equipped with mops to clean this up. It was like a mixture. It was just a mixture of popcorn and dip spit and that waxy paper that I thought would hold up, but apparently did not hold up. And I even tried, like, I got out of there without even my friends noticing that that happened. <laughs> Good. Now, now they, <laughs> one t- that reminds me about this one time I went to see the, a movie with Speed Eddie and some other friends of ours, and yeah. uh, there were these dudes like throwing uh, gummy bears at us the whole time, um, like, through <laughs> the whole movie, and throwing other stuff, you know, and just like we did nothing to like bring this on. It was just they just thought it was funny, and well, Speed Eddie, being the health nut he is, was eating these uh, dried wasabi peas. You ever had those? Yeah, I have. like dried peas. If and, you don't, if you don't know what those are when you eat those, you got a whole other thing coming. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. you got a whole other thing. But I have a drink ready. Um, <laughs> but they're like these little freeze dried peas, and they're really hard. And at the at the end of the movie, <laughs> right when the credits went up, he grabbed a handful of those things to turn around and just pelted those guys. Those peas, <laughs> and they were just like it's like a, it's like bullets rained down on them. They were like crying and yelling and stuff, and like ah. <laughs> That's, you know, and I was, ran out of the theater. <laughs> I didn't know whether or not I was going to bring this up because I don't really like tales of like me being a tough guy or whatever. Cause yeah. I'm really not, I'm not a tough guy. Um, but I have like the image of one and, um, and I, I usually, I mean, for me, like my mouth can get me into trouble and my mom has always said that my mouth is going to get me into trouble. But the good thing is my mouth usually gets me out of trouble too. So, I mean, I've, I've been in my fair share of scuffles before, but, um, I'm not the guy to start one. I don't start a fight, but I'll finish it or whatever. And um, <clears throat> I had gone to the movie. Um, there's a in Knoxville. There was the you know like the independent movie theater, the Regal Arts Cinema or whatever. Yeah. And um, yeah, you have with Betsy Pickle. Um, <laughs> yeah. The, Shout um, out to Betsy Pickle. My yeah, worst movie critic ever. Oh come on. Um, the. Um, so we're at this art cinema and we're having a good time. There's like five of us and uh, we're just sitting there during laughing and cutting up during the previews. Yeah. And, you know, we go to movies enough. We know when it's time to get quiet. Yeah. You know, when the lights go out and the film comes on, we're not, you know, none of us are. We... We're gone. Sorry. Once again, technical <laughs> difficulties. Okay. So one of the games, it's not really a game, but it's just something that I do if I'm with some people that are willing to do it as well. Um, it's just like after the trailer finishes, I look at them and we say either yes or no, you know? Oh, yeah, like, I do that too. I give them yeah, a thumbs I mean, up or thumbs so that, down. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so we were doing that kind of stuff, whatever. <clears throat> and as soon as the lights go down, we're still laughing, okay? But it's one of those laughs where, like, you know it's going to die out, but it's we're trailing still off. Yeah. yeah, we're trailing off. This dude sitting by himself, I don't know if he was self-conscious because he was by himself and he was at the art cinema or what, but he turns around and he yells, not at the top of his lungs, but it was definitely not speaking voice either. He yelled, shut the fuck up. <laughs> and I, um, I wound up marinating on that for the entire movie. <laughs> and I couldn't, I, I was so stunned in the moment that I didn't say anything to him. 
but I just sat there and like I watched the back of his head more often than I was watching the screen. I can't even remember what movie I'd gone to, but um, Detroit fan Craig, uh, old old number one fan from earlier, he was um, he was at the movie with with me. He can actually verify this story. But the um, um, after the movie was over, I <clears throat> I let that guy walk outside and then I sought him out and I began yelling at him. Uh, incessantly with a uh, beat red head. And uh, it's one of those moments that I, it's just, it's like, I didn't realize that I could be that like angry and scary in one moment. And like, uh, and I just let it go. You know, I was yeah. like, Fuck it, I'm going to roll with it. And um, I was yelling at him and threatening like physical violence to him. Um, so loud that the manager of the movie theater came out and was like, I'm calling the cops. <laughs> and, um, and buddy Craig, he was like, holding me back. But he was also like, I can't remember what exactly he said, but he said, he just said something to the guy like, yeah, you're a bitch. He's probably hiding behind you as he said it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, dude Pulling was like hiding behind you. Yeah. That was the the one moment where I was, there was no, compromise whatsoever i was absolutely the instigator the aggressor the fucking asshole that like from that movie days and confused that you know i only came to do two things drink beer and get in and whip some ass i'm running out of beer you know i was that guy right there and i'm never that guy so it was a trip but like yeah well i mean what the fuck dude turn around and yell yell shut the fuck up like well i will say sort of in that guy's defense that being at the movies when people like I really get pulled out of the movies very easily um, if something is happening that's in the environment. You know, if people are talking or kicking my chair or whatever, it's just because I'm really neurotic. So it does bug me that people, like, answer their cell phones and stuff in the movies or whatever. But, I mean, I, I, I give people plenty of time, and I would not I would never shout that because you never know who you're shouting at, you know? No, you don't. You really don't. So don't. I, I do, you know, I, I might use other methods of... Like either moving or talking to manager or something. Yeah, like in the side. Well, but the thing is, though, and here's since I've done this, I've never had a problem since. I just, um, I, 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 uh, I don't know. I guess I endorse the position that old playwright Bertolt Breck had, which was that when you're in the theater, you should be reminded that you were at the theater. And whether or not that means breaking the fourth wall for stage actors and talking to the audience or for me, you know, the the people that are like, I mean, fuck, I, this is just leading into the next thing. So I'm going to go ahead and go to it. But for me, the the best experience that I've ever had at a movie theater, and this is going to be like, this isn't really that profound, but it was like in the moment I recognized what was happening and I and I, I let it fly. I just I took it and enjoyed it for what right. it was. I, it was um, – we went to see um, Superbad. Uh, okay. We went to see Superbad in the yeah. theater. And, and like, granted, Superbad is really, really funny. It's a funny movie, you know, um, but it's not the most funny movie ever, you know. Yeah. But I went on opening night, and I didn't really know what to expect. I had seen the trailers, and I was like, okay, this is going to be okay, you know, but I didn't think it was going to be that good. So, number one, it was better than my expectations – Number two, it was like a sold-out crowd in the biggest theater um, that the town had. There were like 500 people there. And um, 
and every single person in that theater was laughing at the top of their lungs the entire way through the movie. And so, like, all the, the second jokes, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. the little nuanced jokes afterwards, those totally had no chance whatsoever on the audience. And now, and at the beginning, I was like, oh, I really want to know what's happening, you know? Like, I'm scared yeah. to laugh because I'm, I'm scared I'm going to miss out. But then after that, I just let it go. And it's so much more fun to be in an audience that is enjoying a collective experience. Um than it is to be in one where all I'm doing is worrying about the person texting down at the bottom left of the house, you know, for me. Right. So it's like, fuck it. I'm in a theater. I know there's going to be some people talking. I know it like a scary movie. Somebody's going to yell out, don't go in there or like whatever, you know? And so if I embrace that, I enjoy it that much more. And I haven't had a problem since. Right. Well, for me, it depends on the movie. There's some movies that I like to have that experience, you know, where it's like people are interacting. I mean, I remember from uh, experience from when I was a kid, I saw they re-released 101 Dalmatians, the original uh, animated version. And I went to see (laughs) that. The original shitty version. (laughs) What? Well, yeah, the live action was really good. Close. Yeah. No, it was the animated version. And uh, I went to see it, and the whole theater was just like, I mean, it was obviously filled with kids. You know, I was probably like 10 or something at the time, but it was like a lot of fun because everybody was laughing and screaming and stuff, and, you know, we just had a good time, but I don't know. Other movies, like... It is. Books. I mean, it, the hardest for me, I will I will kind of go back on what I said. I, I don't like going to kids' movies at times when kids are there. Like, I don't mind going to Pixar movies. They're funny and stuff. But, like, that's the one thing. Because some kids just aren't supposed to go to the movies. They're not old enough. Yeah, definitely. Yet. And they're running up and down the aisles and, like, saying, like, it's time to go, you know, yeah. like, whatever. And I'm like, come on, the, 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 you know, what is it, the Space Invaders coming or whatever. Yeah. So, so I, it depends. Uh, like, I, I think that people who bring, like, little babies that are yelling and stuff, it's kind of irresponsible. But, like... I mean, Maria's got two kids, and we go to the movies, all four of us, quite a lot. And they're really good in the movies. They don't, they don't complain or want to go home or anything. They're really quiet. They usually pay attention. If they don't pay attention, they go to sleep. <laughs> so it's like the best situation possible, you know. But yeah, a kid running around is like annoying and dangerous and stuff. So well, I did have a moment um, where I was that kid. It- this is um, my worst experience at a movie ever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know how old I was. I could not have been older than, like, third grade. Um, but my parents, my dad and my stepmom, took my sister and I to go see Ghostbusters 2. <laughs> oh, yeah. And um, you know that guy in the painting? Yeah. You know, the evil the guy with yeah. all the yeah. and stuff like that? He scared me so much that I pulled my entire family out of the movie, <laughs> and we had to go home, and my parents Aww. could not conceive. They had no idea why, because they were like, David, this is a comedy. This is, this is a funny movie, and I was like crying, and I had nightmares for a week, for an entire week. I mean, I'm scared of the dark at now, like today. I'm scared of the dark, yeah. and so... Um, back then, my fear of the dark was that much more, and this guy staring at me from a painting, it was just too much. It was way too much. Well, let me tell you, you really didn't miss anything in Ghostbusters 2, because that's a pretty terrible movie. Ghostbusters <laughs> 1, good movie. Ghostbusters 2, not so much. Mm-hmm. So. Well. But, uh, yeah, well, 
let's get back to the point of people being rude in the movies or whatever, like the fine well, line between being rude and interacting. Okay. Um, the thing that that really bothers me is w- when I go to see a movie that's like uh, maybe like a complex drama or something, and there's people in the movie theater. Like Double Jeopardy with Ashley Judd? Yeah, like that one. Um, <laughs> no, something that I have to think about or whatever that I want to oh, really process. and Like, like the net. Yeah. Yeah. Like Sandra Bullock. Sandra any, Bullock. Basically any Sandra Bullock, Bullock movie. Um, <laughs> except for that new one, maybe. Um, yeah, I want to see that. Um, anyway, so if it's a movie that I really have to think of or whatever, I don't like – there's people that go to movies and wind up in movies that they really shouldn't be in. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they're they just, took the wrong turn. They yeah, you're, like, you know, you're thinking this is way too smart for you. You need to go to another. <laughs> and and those people like get frustrated, you know, and they they talk or they you know they get bored and they talk to each other and it like really bugs me in that situation. If it's a comedy or something, I like I really do like people laughing and you know interacting with it or you know something goofy or whatever. But I don't know. I, I had this experience. I'm gonna tell my worst. This is my worst movie experience. With the Matrix, um, when the Matrix <laughs> came out, the original Matrix, I was yeah. really hyped on this movie because they had like previewed, they did the first preview like during the Super Bowl, and I can remember like nobody knew anything about it, and then they did this preview, and I was like calling my friends and saying, "Oh man, this is going to be great! This is going to be a really good movie!" And they're like, oh, "I don't know what it's how it's going to be," and so we went to see it on opening night, really excited, worst crowd I've ever seen a movie with ever. Every type of like annoying theater person was there. And the guy right behind me that was kicking my seat the whole time. Yeah. It's like a dude in front of me with a sombrero on. Yeah. You know, blocking yeah. the screen. Yeah. Uh, the guy like t- behind me and to the left was the guy that uh has to comment on everything on screen. <laughs> that one. That guy. He he like there's one part in the Matrix where uh Morpheus holds out his hand and there's a Duracell in it. And, uh, you know, it's a battery in his hand. Yeah. You remember that? Yeah, that's why they were in the Matrix. Right. It's their yeah. white background and everything. He holds out and holds the battery. It's clearly a battery. This guy behind me says, that's a battery. <laughs> bum, bum, bum. Yeah, and I'm just like, seriously? You really need to say that? You're that dumb. You need to say that. You, do you need to reassure yourself that that's a battery? <laughs> are you talking to some, Are you somebody on the phone with you? You're trying to tell them, dictate this movie to them? So... <laughs> And this guy, and it kept going on and on from there. And the whole theater was just talking. And they weren't, like, interacting with the movie. They were just bored and talking to each other. And I, it was just maddening to me because I've got this guy kicking me in the back. And <laughs> about halfway through the movie, this guy down in the front, obviously the Matrix completely unraveled his brain. <laughs> completely <laughs> destroyed his, his, his whole, like, his frontal cortex, like, melted. He stood up. You could see his silhouette and against the screen. He stood up and shouted at the screen, Yo, this shit is whack! <laughs> and he stomped out of the theater, loudly stomped out of the theater. He was mad at the movie because it was so... And that was the only time during the whole movie that the whole movie theater got quiet. And, you know, well, the thing was... They, they, were, they were either... I, my theory is that everybody got quiet because they were afraid this guy may have had a gun. <laughs> or they were thinking to themselves, damn, this guy really is completely an idiot. But what they didn't realize, including you, is that he wasn't talking about the movie. He was talking about his girlfriend not giving him a head during the movie. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Come on. Follow the white rabbit. 
This shit is whack. This now, shit that, is dude, whack. that dude was definitely by himself at the movies. I guarantee you. That guy. <laughs> oh man, he was just not. He was. He was not in store for that. He was just not ready for that. Oh, worst worst <laughs> experience ever there. Hmm. So now I often shout that out when I get frustrated with things in my <laughs> life. Yo, this shit is whack. <laughs> Stomp out. Mm. <laughs> oh man, I had this another experience with some uh, annoying high school kids in Kill Bill. Yeah, where uh, um, I think it was Kill Bill one. They were like cutting up during the previews, which is fine with me because I do that too with my friends. Yeah. But then as the movie started, they just kept on and on, and they just weren't paying attention to the movie at all, and people were getting really restless. And somebody went and got the usher, you know, and the usher came in and was like, um, we're going to have to ask you to uh, to please, uh, you know, if you could, please, please be quiet. If you, could. <laughs> you know, asking real nicely. And as yeah. soon as the guy goes out, they're like, fuck you. It's the, they're yelling at each other and stuff, and they're just, like, really loud. And so finally, They, got, they got dropped off by their parents. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Finally, I got up, and I, I was just enraged. I was ready. As mad as you were at that guy that yelled, shut the fuck up to you. Mm-hmm. Is as mad as I was at those kids, but I didn't say anything to them. I went out and I, I asked for the manager, and I was like, because the whole theater was like obviously upset with these kids. Yeah. And I told the manager, I said, really calmly, I said, uh, you better get in there and take care of these high school kids because there's a whole theater of people about to whip their ass. <laughs> he said, uh, we'll get right on it, sir. And I turned around and walked slowly back to the theater. And as I was walking, all of the ushers, it was like they had called out the usher SWAT team. <laughs> they all had mag lights, and they were all running in single file lines beside, like on either side of me. I felt like I was in an action movie. Maybe something was about to blow up behind me. You know, I'm walking slow. They're running past me. Everything's kind of in slow motion. You know, Michael Bay movie. Yeah, so they, they mobilized like they must have called ushers from the other theaters in town because yeah. it must have been like 20 ushers just like just like surrounded these kids in the theater <laughs> and like presumably took them off to call their parents. Yeah, they probably checked their IDs and said, "Oh, you're not supposed to be in this movie." And uh, yeah. the theater actually clapped for me <laughs> when I came back. In. Well, they clapped for the, the ushers, so when <laughs> they took them out. Uh, wow. Well, I I had um, one more miserable experience uh, at the at the movie theater, and this isn't really based on the crowd. Um, I was in fifth grade, and I had never kissed a girl. And um, I was really nervous about doing that. And I had a girlfriend at the time. Her name was Lindsay. Yeah. And she had given me a note at the beginning of the movie. that said, if you don't kiss me by the end of the movie, I'm going to break up with you. And um, I like a woman that takes initiative like that. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, uh, instead of taking advantage of that, you know, and, and – Popping her with a sweet, juicy first kiss. Ugh. I sat through uh, Forrest Gump, <laughs> possibly the longest movie of of all time. And I had like I I really enjoyed the movie. And like yeah. at the end of the movie, I was crying. Yeah. <laughs> but I got I got you know like I was on one hand like so miserable because I I couldn't muster the courage to kiss her. I mean, long story <laughs> short, she broke up with me. 
And uh, because I didn't kiss her, but I was so drawn into that movie because like for a fifth grader, that movie's awesome. You know, like, wow. Um, I guess for an adult, that movie's really good too. I mean, like, I'm not going to dog it. It's a good movie. I'll watch it. Um, I, I really do have a thing for movies that like span generations or decades, you know, I like movies that go through decades, but, um, I'm like totally a sucker for that. We'll get to it on three on three. But, um, but yeah, so I was just like, I couldn't, I, I mean, this, she told me to kiss her, but I couldn't kiss her. And on one hand, it was because like we were in a movie theater. Like, no way am I going to well, kiss a movie theater. that wasn't fair of her. She should have respected your desire to wait until you were married. You know? <laughs> don't, you, don't ha- you don't have to kiss her to prove that you love her. No way. Fifth grade. That's way too... Practice no. abstinence. Cooties, man. There's so, many, so much cooties in fifth grade. No, I, man. Uh, yeah. Oh, I mean, I, I, was, I was nervous enough just holding her hand. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I, speaking of Forrest Gump, I catch a lot of flack for not really liking that movie as much as a lot of other people. I mean, yeah. I like it okay, but I just... Oh, but the soundtrack's so good! <laughs> Fuck you, soundtrack. Uh, it, I mean, it's a good movie, I, but I just kind of like... I don't know. I I liked it a lot more when I first saw it than I do now. Mm-hmm. And the fact that other people really like it, like I just don't like it as much. Not because of that, but just other people really revere that movie, and I just don't. But the um, the uh, a scene was brought up to me by a friend recently of uh, the scene where uh, Jenny's <laughs> sitting on the bus with the uh, the dirty hippie, yeah. and Forrest Gump is staring the hippie down. It's just so, that asshole Johnson. Yeah, she's staring at staring at um that hippie, and so uh, I've been I've been totally Forrest Gumping dudes, just staring them down like that. That's like the everyday ultimate life. meat mug. Yeah, Forrest Gump him. Mean mug him like that. Stink eye. <laughs> that Forrest was a really good, it really was a good moment. Yeah. He looks like it winces at him, just mean mugging him. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So, um, yeah, that well, girl I, broke up with me, and then I called her Barky for the rest of the year. Barky? Saying she was, yeah, saying that she was a dog. Because uh, that was real creative. That was, was pretty creative. Call her Barky. Because I was too scared, therefore I I turned that fear into resentment and got her. I got her real good. You really showed her, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, Barky. She's bagging groceries now at, no, at I, Food City. I believe she's happily married to the next guy that gave her a kiss. Really? I don't, I don't know if it's that guy, but she's. I think she's married. I, I, I don't know. Whatever. Slut. <laughs> oh, you had to go there. Well, we don't know who it is. You haven't said her name. She had definitely listen. Yeah. Uh, she knows uh, who she is. Well, I'm sure she's not listening. There's no <laughs> way she's one of the 60 listeners we have left. Odds no. are she's not one of the 60 listeners. I will yeah. say, let me, I threw out my worst experience. One of my best movie going experiences, and not necessarily the actual movie because the movie was really shitty, but um, I stood in line for the Star Wars Episode One tickets. <laughs> uh, with a group of friends, um, uh, and it was like we had to stand in line for like 18 hours or something. Yeah, because um, it was just crazy. People were saying that this movie was going to sell out, and it wasn't really about getting into the first showing for us. It was just about wow, this is happening, and we want to go, and because we were big Star Wars fans. But of course, we were like, oh, we're not nearly as nerdy as the other people that are going to be standing in line. Yeah, right, just that, because we're standing in line for 18 hours doesn't mean we're like those other people yeah. standing in line for 18 hours. Yeah, and, and, and if you've stood in line at, at any, for any length of time for one of these nerd movies, you, you know the people that come out 
every time for these sort of things. It's the total stereotypical nerd. But the people we were with were not like that at all. And I met some really cool people in the line there that I actually saw over the next couple years around town and stuff at parties and stuff. And on MySpace. Uh, but <laughs> I stood in line with my buddy MySpace Matt. MySpace backslash Jar Jar Binks lover, 89. Yeah. I stood in line with my buddy uh, Matt Gossett and uh, I think a couple more people there. And we just like, I don't know, it was fun, you know. Like, it went by really fast. We had a good time. Somebody showed up dressed as Boba Fett, of course. And uh, I don't know, but, the, you know, the movie was shitty. Terrible. But <laughs> yeah. the, the experience of standing in line was kind of cool. And... Yeah, I, would, I got a buddy right now that's in um, that's in London, and, and he's been over in Italy with his wife. They got married, and they bought one way tickets over over to Italy or whatever, and they've been traveling around and working at some bed and breakfasts and stuff like that, and farms or whatever. And uh, they went to the premiere in London of the Harry Potter movie. Oh wow! Yeah, and uh, I talked to, I chatted with him briefly online before. Can only imagine what kind of nerd it right, was there. Right before they went out, and he was like, apparently, like <laughs> they were the theater, like they were going to be standing on the side as like all the stars were going into the theater on the red carpet or whatever, like the premiere premiere. He said they weren't going to be in the same theater with those people, but I, I'd like to hear what he has to say about that whole experience because there's one thing to nerd out and go to like Star Wars or like. You know, like for me, it was going to the Watchmen midnight premiere. Yeah. Uh, but it's a whole, whole another element to go to a Harry Potter premiere. You know, th- and this guy's not, I mean, like, it's not guys like him. It's like the the young, you know, teenage girls that go. You know what yeah. I mean? Well, it's a, there's a wider age range, I think, that. Much wider. And you'll get, like, like yeah, like the 45 year old woman that wants to be that young teenage girl lusting after whatever Harry Potter's real guy name is. Yeah, Daniel, what's his name? Radcliffe. Daniel Radcliffe. Radcliffe. Best best known for his uh, appearance on Extras. <laughs> yeah, that is a good appearance. He's a good yeah. sport for that. Mm-hmm. Um, I had another subject. I don't know if you really switched from, like, the movie theaters and stuff, but, um, I, well, did you have anything else on going to the movie? Yeah, I got one more thing about Go going to the movie theater. Um, because you know it's real, it's real sweet to take your girl out to the movie theater because not only are you going to a movie, but you're also going to the most expensive restaurant in town. <laughs> yeah, really. You know? So yeah. if you had a hundred dollars, what would be what? What do you get as far as concessions at the movie theater? Like two popcorns and uh, an icy. Really? Yeah. That's huh. about it. I encourage you to endeavor to try the um, <clears throat> all-beef hot dog. <laughs> That's probably like $20. It's, it's the, I get the hot dog, and sometimes I get like the the freschetta pizza. And, <laughs> oh, and, and You really do waste some money in the movie theater. McKinsey straight up every single time gets the nachos. With extra cheese drizzled all over the nachos themselves. Yeah, that's that's like fifty bucks right there. Just the extra cheese, like a dollar fifty. But um, I don't know. I always feel like there's there's just like there's people that pick up after themselves after the movie's over, and people that don't. Yeah. There's people that go to the movie and like maybe, you know, we'll get a popcorn or maybe like when I used to go to movies with PK and we'd go to Wendy's and get some JBCs and put them in our pockets. That's why I like sneaking the food in. Yeah, myself. sneak yeah. the food in. But then there's the, the other people that will go, like me, some from time to time, 
in um in in straight up by dinner. <laughs> yeah, you the dinner there. Yeah, and it's so bad because you have to walk by everybody else with that because everybody else is just getting some candy and some popcorn. Just walk proudly. Just be proud. Yeah, just like, I'm making up. that big money. I put um, that. Uh, I put the sweet relish on the jumbo Frank. Yeah. Yeah. Relish. Uh, yeah, Maria's thing is uh, the nachos with a uh, blue icy. Mm. That's that's what she likes. That's disgusting. Yeah. So, I mean, it's but only every like now, bucks, you know? yeah, I mean, right? They got like loan officers at the counter at the. <laughs> Three more payments, and these nachos are mine. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> putting them nachos on layaway. Well, look at my the nachos over there; they look good. The good thing about Regal Cinemas is they got that Regal Crown Club card, which I always was like, no way. People always hassling me. You got a Crown Club card? No. Do you want one? No. You know, and then I got to the point where people would ask me if I had one. I'd say, yeah. You know? And, yeah. And it, because it was always like, they at the <laughs> theater in Knoxville, like the really, really, the newest, biggest one, which is funny because, like, you start in downtown Knoxville, and there's a downtown theater that just opened up like two years ago, and it's got eight cinemas, but it's it's downtown. Yeah. You know, um, and then you go west just a couple miles, and there's one with ten, and that's in yeah. the mall, you know, and that was like the biggest one. And then you go a little bit further west, and there's one with uh, twelve. Yeah. You know, and then you go further west, there's one with sixteen, and then the final one now has got like it's like eighteen or twenty. <laughs> And it's got an IMAX in it, yeah. and uh, that was the one where Will <laughs> Ferrell came to the movie theater and opened it up for the opening of Talladega Nights. Like, he was yeah. there giving autographs or whatever, and um, <clears throat> um, I forgot where I was going with that. <laughs> you just wanted to get Will Ferrell. Oh, no, no, no. At the one, okay. at the furthest west, they have a person that is paid that stands in the lobby and asks every single person he can if they're a member of the Regal Crown Club. <laughs> that's all he does. That's that's it. That's all he does. And um and that was the person that I used to always say, uh, yeah, I've already got one, you know, like I don't need one. But then I started going to the theaters with some folks that had this Regal Crown Club card, and I was like, you know, what's the hype, you know? And they're like, some days you get a free popcorn, and other days you get a free movie ticket. Like right now, in my wallet, I have a free small popcorn and two free movie tickets. Believe that. Wow, I got to get in on that. I got to get yeah. on that deal. Yeah, you just swipe your card. With... All right. So, anyways, yeah. So I finally got in on that, and um, you got that going for you. I I do, you know. So it's, yeah. it's pretty hype. Yeah, Maria, I go to see the movies the most with Maria, and she lives in this little town, uh, in North Carolina, and they have one movie theater. It's not the worst movie theater I've ever been to before, but it's not that great. Um, I don't know what. It's not a Regal. Um, but, uh, the thing that bugs me about them is they always start the movie too late, so they can't play all the previews, mm. and, uh, I really like the previews, you know, mm-hmm. I like to see the previews, and so they'll start the movie late, I don't think they know how to run the projector very well, I just imagine them in there reading the manual before they start it every time, mm-hmm. and, uh, they, sometimes they'll just play one preview, and I feel like I'm getting ripped off, Yeah, now, of course they'll play the 80 commercials minutes. before it. Yeah, that's an other thing about going to the movies if you go early you get the 20 yeah you know which is like all the bullshit like whoever owns the the parent company you know of the movie yeah. theater has like you know nbc show back behind the scenes of some movie that's going to be coming out like some five years from now see, yeah yeah 
It's like <laughs> that's the worst, the easiest trivia ever. <laughs> that, that's gone now. I haven't seen trivia in a long time, but yeah. Coca-Cola used to have that trivia. Yeah, I remember that. And and you'd come in and like only get the answer, and you'd be like, "Damn, what was the question?" I want to know yeah. that. You know what bugs me is that. Have you seen that Sprite commercial that they play in front of the movies a lot? <coughs> I love that commercial. Where the people run into each other and they turn into Sprite, but then they're suddenly back into human form again. I love that commercial. I don't. I hate it. Maria hates it too. I don't I understand it. 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 Why? Why does the person turn into Sprite and then back into a person? And they get amped. Right. It doesn't make any sense. Dude, they're they're at the park. In a really when I first saw it, community. I thought that the people were splashing into each other and other people were running in to dance around in their juice that they had given off, which I thought was <laughs> disgusting. Well, you, you had a bad first impression with it. I think it's awesome. I hear that music, and I'm like, oh, yeah, these guys are getting real tough. They're yeah. running into each other. They're, they're running with reckless abandon. Oh, shit, they turned into some Sprite. What the fuck? I want to go buy some Sprite oh, right sprite, now. Sprite, want a Sprite, want a Sprite, want a Sprite. <laughs> need a Sprite, need a Sprite, need a Sprite. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get my Sprite and my skateboard and my DCs, and I'm going to go to the next park. And, and just slam into somebody. <laughs> get my ass whipped. Um, all right, so if we can move on from the movie theater experience, I had another set of experiences that I kind of wanted to kick off a little bit. I think you probably have some stuff to input on this because you kind of have had some experience with this. But it's uh, see, uh, when I went to college, I went to film school. Yeah. Um, and granted, I went to University of South Carolina, so it was like a media arts program, but we had 16 millimeter film and uh, video and photography and everything together. But it was, you know, my focus was film. And uh, you meet some pretty insufferable people in film school. Uh... Doesn't matter. My, like I said, my film school was like a very tiny little thing. It wasn't like we're not that USC. We're the other USC, you know? <laughs> um, You're the Cox. Yeah, the Gamecocks. Can't lick our cocks. Um, but, uh, yeah, it does, didn't matter. You still had those people. I call them the, the directors. <laughs> directors. It's always some dude who, like, thinks that he's going to be the next uh, Steven Spielberg or something or yeah. Quentin Tarantino or something like that. Yeah, it's got so to be somebody a little bit harder. Somebody than hip, like, independent. Yeah, Steven Soderbergh. Totally artistic. It, and they always have the shittiest ideas. And let me tell you, the first, the ideas that they, their freshman year when they come to college, their ideas are always about how uh, unique their high school experience was. Yeah. Every yeah. one of them makes some self-autobiographical film. It's basically like ego masturbation about how awesome and crazy or downtrodden their life was during high school. Yeah. And those people yeah, how, are, and that, how that drove them to it's because they were misunderstood in high school. Oh, they were, of course. And totally. These people they get in these these uh, directors they get into these pissing matches in these classes because yeah. uh, they're all fighting for attention in the classes. And we actually had I had this like film uh, I took film studies as a minor, which was like critiquing and stuff. Oh boy. And oh, uh, there was this one guy that was just he was that guy in the class that he always asked the question that was. Uh, formulated just to give him uh to make him look good that he asked yeah. the question he already knew the answer right but he asked it just he had been furiously masturbating the night before thinking about the question yeah oh, i'm gonna ask this question oh, oh. I'm gonna ask the question oh. and uh 
he would he would just incur the wrath of everyone else in the class. It was just you could just see people physically biting their tongues, you know, to not just like yell at him, tell him to yeah. shut up. Yeah. Um, he worked at he worked he worked at like a an uh, an indie record store. Yeah. That's all, that was also a newsstand. <laughs> like magazines and stuff. Designed. But there's all these, you know, you meet these kind of characters. You you meet one of, like, you either meet the directors or you meet people that took, that got into film studies because uh, they knew that you didn't have to take any math. <laughs> you know, or they were like, yeah, I'm just, I'm on the football team. I'm just yeah. taking this because it's going to be easy. Well, there's um those same types of people in, you know, the the, the English literature, you know, was, was my major. And so there's... The equivalent, uh, they're not the directors, they're the authors, the, the authors or the artists. Yeah. yeah. And uh, the best for me was um, was poetry class. Um, oh no. I had several poetry oh, classes no. um, in in college, but the the best one, obviously, uh, for the situation was um, the poetry creative writing class. So it wasn't it wasn't reading real poetry. It was people trying to come up with their own broke ass middle school autobiographical poetry. And um, <clears throat> so yeah, I don't even need to get into it because you I'm should probably- you should have read the poem from the Office, you know that David Brent reads in the BBC <laughs> Office. Yeah, <laughs> entitled Excalibur. Excalibur. Yeah, uh, I froze your tears and made it into a sword. Stabbed it in my cock. <laughs> Are you my King Arthur? <laughs> yeah, I guess those kind of people are in other majors too, but you definitely see it in film, the film school, film well, study. Stuff. Yeah, I mean it's the same as with the music. I only like their old stuff. Oh, they're totally. Um, I only like their old stuff. People. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like, um, well, did you even know that? I just had a guy the other day. Um, we were talking about going to the movies <coughs> or whatever, and um, dude was like, oh my gosh, people, all they could do anymore is remake old movies. It's like, people don't even know that the taking of Pelham 123 was already a movie. I'm like, well, if you're going to critique, like, remakes, you may as well not pick that one, because nobody's going to see that anyways. No, nobody's going like, to see it. Nobody saw the original, so yeah, shut the fuck up. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah. You know? Oh man, that guy! He just needed to say that. He had to get that off his chest. He had to. He no, had, he had to, to prove that he just found out earlier that day yeah. on MSNBC that the taking of Pelham One Two Three was a remake. He only likes their old stuff. He didn't yeah, even. He, he, he Netflixed it on his Xbox Three Sixty immediately and watched it so he yeah. could go out and say, "Oh, the original is so much better." Oh, uh, it's so much better. Even though it's in black and white, it allows your imagination to paint the screen with what colors you. Think they were. <laughs> Colors of your soul. <laughs> yeah, um, there's those people, and then there's the the people that go off on the movie quotes. Like what do you they'll, mean? Go, they'll go see a movie and they'll just quote the shit out of it for the next three weeks. And t- <laughs> you may not have even seen the movie, but you're sure that you're not going to see it now because you're already tired of hearing that guy yeah. say like, um, "Alrighty then." That's only fun if other people, like your friends, are in on it, you know, and you're not doing it just out amongst the general population. Yeah, but it's even just there, there's it's still a fine. There's like a limit. Yeah, there's a limit. Yeah. I mean, when we saw the Warriors, of course, Damn. blowing that up. Chicks are packed. Chicks are packed, man. The chicks are packed. Or it can't be uh, 
Yeah. Ronald McDonald Miller Shut scam. <laughs> it's a real <laughs> Ronald McDonald Miller scam. The um uh the other thing about film school is uh I started doing a I, I was in ex- the experimental film program and so Ooh. I started yes Ooh, director. I was a director. No, basically I started I I drifted to that because it meant I didn't have to work with anybody else. <laughs> uh, any of these insufferable people so I could just make my own little films on my own and I didn't have to have crews or fight with people over who was going to be the director or anything. Um, And I started doing, uh, I got interested in in little film festivals, so I started doing sort of the film festival circuit in the southeast. And uh, I had had some success with it, but it was always, you know, my my films were really short, little experimental things. And uh, But I go to these things, and you can imagine what kind of people these, what kind of directors these... uh, The indie of the indie. Right. Um, cream of the crop, if you will. uh, (laughs) You've got these people that have like maxed out their credit cards to make some shitty movie and they're never going to make it, you know, but they're like, I've never seen so many like leather sport coats in my whole life. (laughs) Everybody's got, you have to have a black leather sport coat to go to be a director at a film festival. That's that's the sign. Yeah. And so I'm hobnobbing with all these dudes that are like got 90 minute films about their existential high school experience. (laughs) You know, I've got this little film of, you know, this little, thing where I've re-edited old footage and stuff and they're just like looking down their nose at me and I'm just like laughing about it. I actually one of the biggest film festivals I went to was in uh Knoxville. Yeah. They don't do it there anymore, but uh Valley Fest Film Festival and it was uh my first time in Knoxville where I went to that that festival for like 4 years and I got to judge one year actually, which was kind of fun, but um cuz then when you judge all the all those little uh directors suck up to you. You're getting paid to do what you already do, which is hold everybody else in contempt. Yeah, exactly. Oh, <laughs> uh, I remember there was this one dude. His name was Lawrence B. Schechter. <laughs> Lawrence B. Schechter. And he made sure to introduce himself as Lawrence B. Schechter. It's yeah. like David O. Selznick, the famous producer, you know, he thought had a good ring to it. Uh, yeah. Lawrence B. Schechter. And he was this, like, real, like, dumpy dude who had a leather sport coat. And, like, he wore, like, uh, like, a silk shirt, but it was unbuttoned a little bit. Oh, yeah. And uh, chain. Big, big chain, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, he had these cigars. That he, was he had these cigars that he swore were real Cuban cigars. I had to smuggle these in. And uh, I don't know anything. What I don't are know you doing it. in Cuba? I don't Lawrence. Know Lawrence Bichetta filming his new film. I was, I was scouting. He had some shitty short film. It was just bullshit. And he just uh, he was just like acting like he was the shit. And he was trying to pass these cigars off, and nobody wanted one. Um, I, I don't know anything about cigars, but I sort of, you know, I, I don't mind the way a cigar smells sometimes, like good ones. Yeah. Um, which what I would think would be a good one. Um, but this guy's just smelled like they were shit. I can't mm. imagine they were really from Cuba. Lawrence. Lawrence B. Shack. Look for him on the cover of uh of Cigar Aficionado. Yeah. It's no, actually, the cover of Cigar Aficionado this month was Entourage. Was it? Yeah. It was like Jay Z last month, wasn't it? Because I wound up, I don't know if I told you this, but I got um, Mackenzie's dad for Christmas, uh, you know, a, a subscription to that. Yeah. Because uh, he likes cigars, and he used to have a subscription. He didn't anymore, so I figured, well, hey, what the hell? Because I got no other ideas of what to give this guy, you know. Yeah. And, um, and so I <coughs> I wound up leaving the um, the subscription thing at Mackenzie's house, and she mailed it off. And so now I've got a subscription as well. 
because oh, she accidentally, she accidentally, you smoke a lot of cigars. She checked a box that was send to this address and also this address. So I'm paying uh, for a subscription for him and for me. And no, I don't smoke a lot of cigars. I mean, I'll smoke a cigar, but so it's just, it's just a funny little reminder of, wow, I've got cigar aficionados. You just lay it out on the coffee yeah, table. It's not on the coffee table right now. You know, it is. Shit. <laughs> Boys of the summer entourage. Represent. <laughs> Director. Director Lawrence B. Schachter. Lawrence B. Schachter. <laughs> oh, I wonder what I wonder what movie set that guy's sweeping right now. <laughs> he's not sweeping a set. He's mopping up my dip popcorn. Yeah, <laughs> yes, he's working as a ticket taker <laughs> at the movie theater. Oh, summer job. Um, yeah, so. Well, yeah, there are those people. There's the people that um, will, uh, and and I'm guilty of it. I'm guilty of it a little bit, you know, which is why it's so easy to call out in other people. You know, it's like people ask you what your favorite movies are and shit, and immediately you get nervous. Yeah. Because you know that they're only asking you. That's a speech act for them to tell you what theirs are. Yeah. You know, like, you don't really like Akira Kurosawa or whatever, that much. You don't really like Seven Samurai. You watched it once, and you're like, "Phew! Thank God I watched that, because now I can tell everybody that's my favorite." Oh, this will sound like I know some stuff about movies, which yeah. I actually do like some Akira Kurosawa stuff, but I'm not gonna watch it every night of the week. Right? I'm not yeah, put I'm it not, on. Like, oh, I'm gonna watch this. My instinct watch and I've got to get around to it. You know, yeah. it's like I know it's gonna be sure. You know, but come on, you don't fucking watch that more than twice. I took I took a bunch of like film theory classes, like criticism classes, and basically all I learned was how to ruin a movie for anyone. <laughs> yeah, just fucking just ruin it, which is why I'm so critical about movies now. Um, it's I don't. It doesn't. Know. It just doesn't work. That's the thing. Like, I mean, shit. No doubt. I was just at a, a little dinner party, pleasant little dinner party on July Fourth, and um, uh, these people were sitting around hyping up this one movie. And like I dogged it, and but like why? Like what's the point? Like it doesn't make me a better person. It makes you it. feel better. It makes you look like a better person. But it doesn't. <laughs> it yeah, just makes you look like an asshole. And like I, maybe I would enjoy that movie. I'm still not gonna go see it. Green but eggs and ham. I'll yeah. watch just about any fucking movie. But yeah, it's green eggs and ham. I mean, I just don't like the actor in it, and I just don't want to. You know, whatever. I want to <laughs> that sounded really whiny. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I feel bad for it. I feel bad for doing it because I hate it when it gets done to me so much, you know? So, yeah. New Loop, turning it over right now. I'm not going to hate on Public Enemies just because it has Johnny Depp in it. I have, like, I'm, like, snobby about some movies and stuff, but um, I also have, like, and when you get to my, when we get to the three-on-three three and we oh, yeah. have my three favorite movies, they're definitely, like, not really the <laughs> classic old films that you would think my, someone who's, like, a film critique student would pick, you know? Yeah. Um, but I do have a respect for... There, there's some movies I think you should see. Like, if you love movies and you love the history of movies, like, we've had this argument with our friends on Xbox Live. Uh, oh, was, yeah. Schmunky and... Uh, who who else was it? Indros? Yeah, Indros. Schmunky and Indros, they, they haven't seen the Godfather movies. And yeah. they're like, well, we don't really like movies about crime. And I'm like, well, you don't understand. It's like... It, 
it exceeds being a movie about crime. But there, I mean, they go on to say, well, we know that it's about more than crime, but still, we don't feel the need. I know that the impact that it's had on modern cinema history or film, or whatever, I just still don't want to see it. I just don't have any interest in it. And I'm like, Indros, Indros owns like 500 DVDs. Owns. Well, if they had that to say about something new, like something just come out, I would be like, oh, okay. But that, The Godfather, shit. I mean, how can you not like those movies? I mean, granted, number three isn't very good, but one and two are pretty damn good. I mean, if it's on, like, Turner Classic Movies or something, I, I'll leave it on for a while. That's you know? the rest of the day. Yeah, I'm going to watch it. And yeah, they just don't understand. There's some movies like that that you really just need to see. Yep. But I'm glad we got that hate in against them because they've been waiting for that. They've been bracing themselves <laughs> for that. I don't listen to it anymore. Yeah. Slide no. camera disappointment. There you go. Um, yeah, so movies. Movies. Movie. <laughs> I, actually, I saw uh, Public <laughs> Enemies. I saw Public Enemies with Johnny Depp. Oh, really? Yeah, I saw it with Maria. We were divided <laughs> on it. Out of five stars, how many does it get? I liked it a lot better it, right after I got anyways. Well, I, I probably three stars. Yeah. But I liked it coming out of the theater. I would would have said it was a four star. But I, thinking about it more, I could see that a lot of it is just like Johnny Depp's performance carries the movie. Yeah. Well, and you don't like Johnny Depp, so you. I'm sorry. Like I'm it. turning over a new leaf. Oh yeah, yeah? Johnny Depp's performance. <laughs> awesome. I like Johnny Depp and. Yeah. I, I thought he did a good job as John Dillinger. The plot was kind of all over the place, but I don't know. There were things about it I liked, but Maria didn't like it very much at all. She liked Johnny Depp in it, but she didn't. She, she just overall just didn't like it. Um, I liked, man, they, the the like attention to the detail as far as the sets and the costumes. Yeah. Let me tell you, man. I didn't know this, but these dudes, these gangsters back in the 30s or whatever, they wore these like it was like the the new era caps of the time. You know, new era flat brim. You know what yeah, I'm talking yeah. about. It was like, but it yeah. was uh, it's a flat brim straw hat. They wear it like cocked to the side. Yeah. Like all the dudes had them on. And I was like, damn, look at that. You wear that straw hat, Johnny Depp. You wear that straw hat. <laughs> Definite. Hey, a mustache, a little sharp mustache, a little yeah. tiny sharp mustache, and wearing this straw hat. I'll try to I'll try to tweet one of these straw hats. So this is definitely like, you know. Like the ones you see on July 4th with the red, white, and blue band around it? Sort of. It was more like it was flat-topped. Yeah. It was like a... It was like... Yeah, yeah it was like kind of like that, but it was yeah, more... Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't a top hat. Wider brim than that. Yeah. But flat. But you cock it to one side over your eye. That's nice. like, like the summer look. Hard legger. Show. I want, I want one. <laughs> You're like, oh, you got your new era? Well, I got this hat. This ridiculous hat. <laughs> flat brim, too. It's flat brim. Can't be creasing this. <laughs> I'll put a sticker underneath it with yeah. some holograms on it. I'll have some tags hanging off. I look like Mini Pearl up in here. <laughs> it's like a Mini Pearl hat. Um, they were they were rocking that. Um, but I will. It was a uh, uh, Michael Mann directed that movie. Really? Yeah, and um. One thing you're going to get with Michael Mann is some pretty cool gunfight scenes. Doesn't matter what Michael Mann movie it is, he does gunfight scenes really well. And one thing that he does 
what were we going to say? Heat. Yeah, like Heat. One thing he does really well is the sound effects. Like, all of his movies, the sound effects, the gunshot sounds actually sound like a gunshot. Like, in real life, a gunshot doesn't sound like a big explosion. It sounds more like a firecracker, kind of like a, a pop, you know? Yeah. And, um... His like, especially in this movie with the surround sound and everything, it really sounded like you were in a gunfight at one point. Like, it's like ricochets going off and stuff. And and see, there's a thing. There's another reason why I wasn't hype on it. It's because I don't want to see an action movie that's a period piece. Those two don't go together well for me. Well, it wasn't an action movie in any stretch of the imagination. They just had some shootouts in it. Okay. Um, so it did not yeah. really. It's not really like it, they're not trying. They weren't trying to make it. If anything, it needed to have some more action in it. Yeah. So. Well, but, okay. I mean, I tentatively uh, recommend it. You might want to wait until it comes out on DVD. Well, the um, the you know, there's there's three couples up here that live in this research triangle. You know, there's uh, Mackenzie and I, the Delaney's and the Greys, and 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 the ladies are going to go see Public Enemies, I think, on Thursday night, and. I think that we're going to go watch the Durham Bulls play baseball. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I hope that that's what we do. Um, yeah. It hasn't been decided yet, but they're going out together, so we're either going to go play disc and watch the Durham Bulls. Or... Wow, you got some, like, domestic stuff yeah. going on. You're having, Dude. like, mandates with, like... <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, it's real domestic. <laughs> Your wife. He's wife set up mandates. Don't, don't come to the triangle unless you're ready to get real domestic in this piece. Yeah. It happens immediately. Yeah. <laughs> it happens oh, your, your, your wives have set up playdates for you. Your... No, it wasn't. They weren't setting it up for us. It was actually at the dinner party. They set it up for themselves. We want to go see Johnny Depp. <laughs> That's a lot of what happened. Yeah, we we want to go see Johnny Depp because he's hot. No, the thing was is that they they were talking about it, and then I dogged it, and then uh, like, like Josh and Delaney were like, yeah, oh, we want to go see that movie. They're like, fuck it, we're going ourselves because David doesn't want to. And I so I, ru- I ruined you it. Ruined for it for them. Guys. Yeah, they're like, like we we want to see Johnny Depp too. Oh, wait, hold on, hold on. <laughs> wait a second. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now David's going to hate on it the whole time. <laughs> and see, I've turned over a new leaf. I, 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 yeah, you're not a hater anymore, huh? Well, I'm not vocal. Let <laughs> me tell you, before we started this podcast tonight, yeah. Maria told me, she said, if you hate on things the whole episode, I'm not going to listen to it. <laughs> Is it both of your haters? And I can't handle it. You're going to hate the whole time. That's all we fucking do. That's the title of the goddamn podcast. I only oh, like your old stuff. Number one fan. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Oh, number one fan. Wow. That was earned. <laughs> every episode. What? Um, what? Oh, sorry. Well, okay, let's move on. Are we are we ready to get into the hype? And, yeah. yeah oh, no, listening to what are we listening to? Yeah. You want to go for it? Yeah. Well, actually, sticking with the uh, movie theme this time, uh, for me, it's not going to be what have I been listening to because I haven't really broken any new ground on that. I'm still listening to some some of the same old stuff I've been listening to, but Mackenzie and I <clears throat> have actually. Um, um, a while ago, my buddy Craig told me that I'm not allowed to be his friend if I don't watch Predator. Yeah. 
And um and so we watched Predator and and I got it to watch for myself. This is what happened when we combined households. We also combined Netflix accounts. Right. And there was a little bit of a debate, but I won fairly easily because it was a matter of like her canceling her account or me canceling mine. And yeah. I was like, fuck that, cancel yours because I've rated more movies. Right. You know, so I have a I've rated like five hundred or movies or whatever, you know what I mean? And um and so the next thing on my queue was Predator. And um so that came to the house, I was like, Oh well I'll just watch this real quick and I'll get it back in the mail. She's like, Well, I mean, I'll watch it <laughs> So we watched it together and then we went from that and we were told to skip over Predator too because it shouldn't have happened. And we went to Alien and then Aliens and then Alien Three. And uh, we've got Alien. Oh, you watched Alien Three. Yeah, watched it. Um, Oh man, but Predator is such a good movie. I ain't ain't got time to bleed. Yeah, Jesse Ventura. Ain't got time to bleed. Really good. But did you uh, like Aliens? I fell asleep in the middle of it. Apparently, when all the good stuff happened, (laughs) it is pretty long. Yeah, but we watched. We've been watching the the special ones, you know, like the yeah, five the hour extended long ones. cuts. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, it's, it's my favorite out of all the out of all the Predator and Alien movies. The Aliens is my favorite. But. Well, so that's that's what I've been listening to slash watching, um, and so we've got uh, Alien Resurrection right now, and tomorrow comes. Uh, Alien vs. Predator. <laughs> uh, yeah, it just goes downhill. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you gotta watch. You you gotta watch the plane crash too. You know. Why are you, you better get Predator too then as well? <laughs> I don't know. I've already. Danny Glover's in it. Too old for the shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically a Lethal Weapon with a Predator in it. Bugs. Yeah. yeah. I'm too old for this shit. No, wait, wait, wait. On three or after three? <laughs> I think I might get into that night before Mel Gibson went crazy and went more when he played a crazy person, but he wasn't crazy himself. Yeah, I think we'll watch the Lethal Weapon series because the fourth one had a Jet Li in it. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that's a reason. No, yeah, you need to watch the Rocky uh, movies too, man. That's a good series. I've I've seen those. Come on now. I will break I went, you. I went Rocky one two three four and then didn't watch five and I uh, yeah. So movie rental stores are going out of business. That's what I was going to talk about. But the um the one thing was that the movie gallery the, the one good movie rental store in Knoxville back in the day because it had it wasn't just like new releases and then genres but it also had like cult classics and. Whatever, it had, like, the room, yeah. you know, that I never went into that had all the porn yeah. and shit. But it had, like, the people that worked there knew what movies you were talking about. You could go in and be like, you know that one movie with the guy and the girl, you know, and they'd yeah. be like, oh, yeah, right over here. But um, so it was going out of business. It was selling all its DVDs for, like, a dollar. My dad picked up Rocky Balboa. I bought it and still haven't watched it because I can't watch Rocky lose. It's good, man. It's worth watching. Rocky yeah, Five just skipped that one. They've kind of like ignored it in the continuity, but Rocky Balboa is a fitting into the series. Like, it's yeah. Actually- that, well, that's what I mean. Like, that's so I've seen all the Rockies except for Rocky Five, and I own Rocky Balboa. And I'm gonna I love Rocky Four, man. I will break it's you. The best. That's the best training montage of any man, movie ever. It's playing that music, and yeah, he's lifting yeah. the tree up. 
Yeah, well, it's the juxtaposition between, like, the out-in-nature training versus, like, the steroids and all that kind of stuff. And the funny thing is, like, you should watch the documentary Bigger, Stronger, Faster. Yeah. Um, it talks about steroids yeah. and, like, a lot of stuff that people don't really realize about steroids. Like, they're not nearly as bad as people, like, you know, play them up to be or whatever. But, um, which is not an endorsement. But the, um, the, th- the irony was that, you know, Sylvester Stallone was, uh, like mega mega roiding out <laughs> during the making of those yeah. movies you know so it was just funny anyways <clears throat> that's what i've been watching <laughs> what are you been listening to um i'm gonna hype up this guy jim ward um who i'm using some of his music in this surf kayaking movie i'm making um and jim ward yeah. was the um he was a guitarist for a band called at the drive-in which is a hardcore band pretty popular out of texas and uh, and he went to form, okay. and then they split up and became they became Sparta, yeah. Afros, uh, Sparta, yeah. and I think the Mars Volta was the other band. But uh, Jim Ward became the lead singer of Sparta, and Sparta is one of my favorite bands, and they're kind of of the same ilk as at the drive-in. Um, but he's got solo albums out now. He's got two, um, and I'll put a link on the Twitter about this. Um, but his solo work is very, um, it's kind of Texas country rock sounding. It's real kind of yeah. folky sounding, but um, it's it's really good. I really like it a lot. And he's also got a band called Sleeper Car, which is also kind of rock twinged, tinged with country. And he's a really nice guy. I've had some conversations over email with him, and he's really been supportive of me using his music and hit the other other musicians on his label in this surf kayaking movie I'm making. And uh, his uh, his website is civildefenseleague.net. And that'll take you to his like MySpace page where all the artists that he works with are on. So Jim Ward, that's what I've been listening to. He just got a new uh, EP out recently, and it's it's really good. So. Nice. Yeah. So check him out. Um, you ready to get into what's the hype and what's not the hype? And hype still out. Hype still out. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. All right, the hype. What's my the hype? hype is uh, finishing the surf kayaking movie, which I'm getting close to being done with it. Um, it's called Interference. I've been working on it. It kind of chronicles two years of my surf kayaking travels with my friends, uh, places all over the world. And we're actually, uh, Speed Eddie has set up a world premiere for me in Asheville um, on Thursday night. So I'm premiering the video on July 9th. And wow. nervous about it, but... Uh, Hoping I'm gonna have everything done, finishing everything up tomorrow, and getting it pressed out to DVD, and then the actual DVD copies will be coming in a month or two. So that's huge. Yeah, it's really taken up. Anybody that knows Jigga knows that for the past, he says two, but it's really the past 32 years <laughs> Jigga's been working on this film every day. Oh, I'm editing. Yeah, it just seems like it's never going to be done. I'll be so glad. And I've got another movie waiting to be edited after this one. Oh. Mm. Oh. Oh, no. But, uh, yeah. So that's my hype. What's yours? That's pretty hype. <clears throat> uh, well, the hype for me is going to, I'm just going to continue along with last week is disc golf. Um, I went out and got some new plastic the other day. Yeah. And um, I actually picked up a bag. <laughs> um, so I'm a bagger now because I got tired of carrying around five discs and having to throw them on the ground or whatever. So I've got I picked up some new drivers and I got to go out today. Um, 
I had nobody really to play with, and I didn't want to go out on the course solo with these new drivers and, like, have one go, you know, off into the woods without me really knowing how to throw it yet or whatever. And uh, something that Brother Delaney's been talking about is going to this baseball field next to his house to throw. Yeah. And he just walks back and forth on the baseball field and throws. Because um, it's fenced in, you know, and it's like a safe place to throw or whatever. So I went out and went to the same exact baseball field that he's been going to by myself and just in the hot summer sun just trudged back and forth, just totally, like, pissed off and happy at the same time that I was getting Stealing his training regimen, yeah. Well, I, um, I've been working on my sidearm, and I, I've got my sidearm up to about 250 feet or so. And um and so that's a I mean yeah. that's a that's an all right how much you bench but it's press? really good for me for a <laughs> <laughs> This workout. Uh, yeah, well, so uh, I'm just getting real hype on it to um um get to play sometime this week on an actual course with with these new pieces of plastic that I got and I got a uh, champion um, eagle which I already have one but I had to get a lighter one. And um, a pro race and a star orc, so um, all in the 169 gram weight, except for the star orc, which I got 165 because I knew I was going to be sidearming it. So that's what I got. Sweet, that's some hype. Yeah, disc golf. Yeah. Um, ready for not the hype? Cats and dogs. <laughs> Yours? Mine. First <laughs> of all, is that this podcast keeps cutting out on us. And I'm gonna yeah. have to spend all this time editing it when I need to be editing this movie. But um, wow, that's my not the hype. Uh, also, my not the hype is that last night I had a migraine for the first time in a long time, and accompanied with it came dry heaves. And man, dry Ooh. heaves are terrible, man. Just awful, yeah. you know. Like I'd rather just puke my guts up, get it over with, than have the dry heaves. And at one point in time, like I just like was desperate and I took some uh, cold medicine, some drowsy cold medicine to try to help me fall asleep because that's the only thing that will make my migraines go away. And so then I had like a stomach full of NyQuil like rumbling around ready to be puked back up. Um, (laughs) So it wasn't a very good night. So instead of going to sleep, that just sent you straight into a a Doors-esque trip. Yeah, hallucinatory trip. Tossing tripping. Yeah. So that was my awful night last night, and it wasn't wasn't the best of days for either one of us yesterday, and that that capped off my my grand Monday. Um, so what's your not I Oh yeah, you already said it. Cats and dogs. Yeah, cats yeah. and fucking dogs. Yeah, this one fucking dog. I'm convinced now. If we got rid of the one dog, everything would be fine. But I'm not about to push that angle. You know, fuck that. Um, because. I don't want to live with that being held over my head. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and like, I just, I just can't find a right home for these cats. You know, when I will, it's going to be okay. Get this shit. Okay. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I can't. I'm here's the real, not the hype. I'm posting that on Craigslist, you know, explaining the situation with the cats and the dogs. Okay. We combined households. Dogs are trying to hunt down the cats and, you know, and, Whatever. And so I need to find a real home for these cats. Somebody fucking emailed me, and there was one sentence in the email. It said, get rid of the dogs 
why is it always the cat? <laughs> well, they feel strongly means, about the cats. There are a minimum of 200 posts for pets in in the Raleigh-Durham Chapel Hill Craigslist per day. That means that out of 200, this person found me, this post, read it, and then took the time to email me to suggest to me to get rid of the dogs. Why is it always the cats? Think about that for a second. <laughs> so I, I crafted three separate emails back to this lady, um, only one of which I finally sent after – you know, I, I I came up with these emails of just like real fucking biting yeah. and like mean, like you know, whatever. Um, and uh, and then I finally I I discarded those emails and I just simply emailed back, "Thank you for your suggestion. I hope your day improved after emailing me." And the fucking bitch emailed me back saying, "Actually, my day did improve." I'm just always upset when people get dogs after they've had a cat and then decide that it's time to get rid of the cat. Well, she didn't know the situation. It's not what happened. Well, what the fuck possesses somebody to email a stranger to essentially tell them what they're doing is morally wrong? I don't know. Fuck you. He like to talk. She's a director. It's the a Craigslist door. Once again, the anonymity of the internet strikes. Once again, tough. Tough people on over email. Uh, uh, that reminds me of a uh, bumper sticker that I saw once that said, only nice people like cats, which disproves that bumper sticker, your story just now, but think about that. Yeah, if anything, Only, only like nice cats. people like cats. I always thought it was weird. I was like, well, what if somebody – no, it's, how, how could that be? How could you make a bumper sticker that says that? Uh, yeah. What's, how many of those did you sell? <laughs> yeah, really. I, I would have bought one. Yeah, well – uh, For the most part, pricks like cats. <laughs> it's true. Uh, all right. Anyway, so what's the the hype still out? What's up? Um. Uh. Okay. So let me preface this by saying I don't like I, I. This movie is one of the most overrated movies I think ever made, and I don't understand why everyone likes it. Um. It's Fight Club. I just. Everybody likes that movie. Everybody thinks it's just groundbreaking and so original and everything. And I just, it's not that I like hate it. I just don't get it. I don't get why it's so great. I don't want to watch it. I've seen it once. I didn't like it very much. Don't want to watch it again. Um, but Maria is a big fan of the author, Chuck Palahniuk, whatever his name is. Palahniuk. Palahniuk. And. Yeah. Not only her, but uh, also our friend P. Kane has been trying to hype me up to read some of this guy's stuff for a while. And uh, so, basically, I'm willing to give it a shot. I don't know if I'm going to read Fight Club first, but I'm going to probably read something else by this guy. But I will probably yeah. eventually read Fight Club. I, P. Kane actually gave me a copy of it years ago. I have to find it. Um, yeah. But I'm going to give it a shot based on Maria's recommendation and P. Kane. And uh, see if I like this guy's writing style, you know. So I'm hype still out on that. I, I read, I've read four of his books, when? and um, and and I'm interested to see whether or not. I don't know. It's kind of like, um, to be honest with you. I, well, I don't want to get to. I don't want to value it. I don't want to put a value statement on it. But <coughs> you know. Um, Whatever. You know, I mean, obviously I read more than one. There was a time when I thought that it was awesome. Right. 
I'll just put it that way, you know, um, and I've kind of grown out of that. But um, there was a time when I thought it was awesome, and I'm not going to endorse what you have to say about Fight Club. Fucking love it. So well, but I love Brad Pitt and Edward Norton. You don't. You don't have to. I, at the time, I really loved um, that book. You know, right? So. Well, I haven't read the book, and so that's why I'm going to give it a shot and uh, see if I like it. And I would not read that first. I, I don't. I don't think I want to because I think I've got too much of a bias because of the movie. But I think I'm, if I get into his stuff, I'm probably going to want to read it. You know. Um, yeah. So I'll probably start with something else. But so that's my hype still. What's your hype still out? Well, I'm actually. It's not about what the hype's still out. I'm going to finally um, weigh in on the uh, um, the hype still out from last week. Soy substitute okay. products. Uh, the hype is gone. Yeah, this is it's 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 a uh, not the hype. It's falling into the not hype category. It's, it's, it's falling. In, well, let me be a little bit more clear with that. The um, ground beef substitute is gone. Uh, soy bacon, <laughs> delish. That's fine. Um, and the soy buffalo wings, awesome. <laughs> I would say go out and try them. The Morning Star soy buffalo wings, but you're going to have to eat a lot more than you would of other buffalo wings because these are smaller than McDonald's chicken nuggets. Yeah. Um, however, um, you know, I was talking to you about the beef stroganoff being gruel yeah. or whatever. We we tried the cheeseburger macaroni. <laughs> yeah. Um, and here's the problem. Here's part of why the problem is. So maybe the hype is still out, but we got the wheat-free, gluten-free. <laughs> that just has nothing good in it at all. Nothing tasty. You should have well, used cardboard. It was the cheeseburger macaroni, and we, and we were like, it smells so much better than the beef stroganoff, and we are both really hungry. And I was like, I was ready to chow, you know what I mean? And I uh, could not finish it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so disappointing. <laughs> See, I find with that that sort of stuff that's bland like that, it, it can be tolerable, but you really have to spice the shit out of it. And I'm not a big spicy I'll, food fan, so I don't know. It's it's hard for me to eat. All it did, stuff. yeah, I mean, all it was was uh, fucking uh, um, salt. Yeah. That's all it was, was salt, sodium. So Well, <sighs> yeah. it's good to follow up on the... On the hype still out. Thank you. I was proud of myself for following through with whether or not I could, you know, because people, I'm sure, are dying to know. Yeah. Our 61 <laughs> listeners now are. Yeah. Uh, so there we go. Well, we're ready to go on to grab bag? I think so. Okay. Grab bag this week is another three on three. And this is a. It's two top threes and one bottom three. And so you want to kick it off with your uh, top. What do you want to do first? What do you want to do first? I want to do bottom three okay, directors let's first. Do bottom. Let's get the negative out of the way first. Yeah, get the negative out of the way. Um, number one. Oh, number three. Uh, Start with number three. Oh yeah, no, that's what I meant. Yeah, sorry. Number three, uh, bottom director. I don't even know this person's name. I just hated the movie. And I fell asleep during it. Whoever the fuck directed Spider-Man Three? <laughs> Sam Raimi. This is Sam yeah. Raimi. Get the fuck out of here, Sam. <laughs> it fuck was off. not his most shining moment. It wasn't a very good movie. It was not good. Not good. Number two, 
Uh, least favorite director is David Lynch. Hmm, interesting. Um, I, I, hmm. One word. Eraserhead. <laughs> that is... Oh, if we did a bottom three movies, that would be on my bottom three. That movie depressed yeah. me so much, I had to watch it in film school. I really wish I could get that two and a half hours of my life back. I really, If I yeah. could go back in time and I could pick five things to get back, well, that would be one of them. The time I, I mean, it's, it's one it's one thing to be like eccentric and have like movies that take time for you to unpack, you know, and like Twin Peaks, uh, I'm, I can't dog it at all. Okay, I'm not gonna go there, but like I don't know. I just if, part of it's like you got to be like that just to be like that. So yeah, it's just I guess it's the people that wear David Lynch as a badge of honor. See, like, uh, I have a respect for David Lynch for, I mean, I love Dune, his version of Dune. Um, I yeah. love that, you know, science fiction. It's kind of hard to go wrong with that. Um, I also like uh, Mulholland Drive, which is very strange by him. Um, yeah. But I liked it. I, it. It made me think. Um, but I, I just, overall, I just don't get the whole worship David Lynch thing, which a lot of my friends that are into film and stuff really like David Lynch, and I just, uh, just it's just kind of weird for the sake of being weird sometimes, I think. So, yeah, that's what yeah. I mean. So there's that, and then obviously, you know, my least favorite director is <laughs> Which we covered last week. Yeah, so I don't need to go any further with that. No. What about you? Um, n- number three is, uh, for me, is uh, George Lucas. Is it gone? Is what? The wireless gun? No. no oh, shit. I, I thought, well, we're at 19 minutes, so we got only, Don't, what, 14 yeah. minutes left until my wireless bumps out. All right, well, back to what I was <laughs> saying. Uh, George Lucas, number three, um, which is ironic, kind of, I guess, because I love Star Wars. I love the Star Wars trilogy, um, and it was a huge part of my childhood. But George Lucas is a shit director. He's terrible. Yeah, he is. Um, it's amazing that Star Wars is good in spite of George Lucas, not because of George Lucas. Um, and if you've, I've, yeah. I've got a behind-the-scenes book about Star Wars and the amount of rewrites that other people did and the cast members did to make that the dialogue better. Um, like I think that yeah. Steven Spielberg actually rewrote all the dialogue for the first Star Wars movie, um, not Episode One, but Episode Four or whatever. Um, Star Wars, yeah. you know, A New Hope. Um, it, and out of the three of the original trilogy, A New Hope is not my favorite by far. It's it's probably my least favorite. Um, and it's the only one that George Lucas directed. Um, and I think he's just arrogant and annoying, and he, I think he has very little talent. So that's my number three. And lots of money. Yeah, and lot. He just prints money. Um, <laughs> number two is uh, Zack Snyder, visionary director. Zack Snyder, <laughs> visionary. He just annoys the shit. He, he annoys the shit out of me in his in his uh, interviews. Oh, I, I, I'm such a nerd. I'm such a nerd. I'm such a nerd. <laughs> Dude looks like a complete frat boy, and he's sitting up there like, oh yeah, I'm such a nerd. I love uh, nerdy things like all those things like uh, video games that the kids play and stuff. Love that stuff. Nerdy. They remember mentioned that I'm a nerd. Visionary. I'm so nerdy that I read The Watchmen like three times before I directed it. Oh, <laughs> uh, so that's that, that. That's number two, and uh, number one is uh, I cannot stand. 
let me preface this by saying there's some a couple of these movies by this guy that I actually am okay with. Um, but in general, I cannot stand Ron Howard. <laughs> I knew it. His, I fucking he's knew such, it. It's just bland, man. He's just like plain oatmeal. He's just like bland. He just doesn't have any, like, you see, it's just like, there's no, like, point of view to his f- films or anything. He just, like, he's just boring. He doesn't have any kind of, like, style or anything. Mm. Just awful. He's just awful. His, st- his style is Tom Hanks. Yeah. <laughs> well, I like Tom Hanks all right. And like I said, I've liked a couple of his movies, but in general, no. You know who is a previous actor turned director that I'm surprised how much I like as a director is uh, Clint Eastwood. Yeah, yeah. I've seen a couple yeah. of his movies lately, and he's, he's he's pretty good. He's good. He's been at it a long time. So, you know? But I didn't he, – he has, but I didn't know – that he had, you know, like, uh, you don't think of him as a director and now you do nowadays. He's more known as a director than an actor, but you know, leading up until the past 10 years or so, I like unforgiven man, please. Have you seen that movie? Get out of here. (laughs) Great movie. Truly like a classic of our time. Like great. If you haven't seen unforgiven, put that in your Netflix, Netflix queue. Good movie. Get on it. Show. Yeah. Um, great. Morgan Freeman's in it. You can't go wrong yeah. with Morgan Freeman. No, you can't. Speaking of, let's get on these top three actors. All right. You want me to start? Not, no. Yeah, I've got too many. Too many? Go you got to cut it down? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I can't, I this was hard for me it because down. it was hard for me to pick out. Let, let me say that Tom Cruise would have been in this list. <laughs> <laughs> if he wants to sip. I wasn't going to say it. I was not going to say that you liked him as much as you do. I do like Tom Cruise, but his last couple movies have been shit, and he is just fucking batshit crazy. And I hate to endorse that man. <laughs> you know, I love I love Days of Thunder. I love Top Gun. I love Tom Cruise. Uh, I, I was shocked when I found out how weird he is. <laughs> just such a... Ugh, Scientology. We had this discussion one time because I was watching Days of Thunder, and I didn't want to tell Joey on the phone what movie I was watching. And I finally <laughs> did, and I was I was validated because <laughs> you thought I was going to hate on it. Of course, because yeah. it's Tom Cruise. I it, I love the Color of Money. I love that. That's probably my favorite Tom Tom Cruise movie. To be honest with you, love it. Um, man, um. Moving right so, along. He would be number four right now, but he would have been in the top three before he jumped on Oprah's couch. Um, number three is Daniel Day Lewis. <laughs> Daniel Day. Ooh, yeah. That dude. Like pretty much everything he's in. Love Gangs in New York. Love his performance in that. Um, love Last of the Mohicans. <laughs> awesome movie. I don't care. He. First rated R movie I was ever seen in the theater. Daniel Day Lewis. And uh if you've never seen uh The Boxer is really good. Kind of lesser known. In the name of the father. In the name of the father is good too. That's another one that's kind of a lesser known of his. That's a really good role. Um he's real choosy with his roles and uh he never really takes anything that's just outright crap, so Alright, so my number two is uh Kind of taking it old school on this one with Paul Newman. 
Ooh. Yeah, I like pretty much everything Paul Newman's been in. Yeah. Uh, all of his major roles. Uh, the Hustler, which is actually the, the prequel to Color of Money, the original. And it's, I think it was done in like 1959 or something. It's a really good movie. Um, I don't know. Just, just like him a lot. And, uh, number you one. You like his salad dressing? Yeah, I love his products. <laughs> Sadly, he passed away last year, I think, right? Did he? I think so, yeah. Damn. Um, him and Robert Redford love each other. Yeah, the handsome men there. Handsome men. Yeah. Um, and number one, you knew this was coming. Johnny Depp, my favorite actor. Mm. Um, no, I didn't know. Yeah. Now I do. There it is. I love I love how choosy he is with his roles. I love Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. I love Donnie Brasco. Um, love choosy. most of the stuff that he's been in. So don't hate on my list. Choosy. No, I just that's the one thing that I didn't think. You well, would use as an argument <clears throat> how choosy he is. How'd you like him in Willy Wonka? He was all right. Mm. I liked it okay. I don't, I don't like that as good as the original, but I like, I mean, it's truer to the book, which is very weird and kind of out there, and I kind of like like it. But, of course, it's Tim Burton, so you hate it. Mm. I didn't even know it was Tim Burton. But yeah, it is. That's probably why part of why I like blind taste test. That was something that I was talking to Josh about. I was riding with somebody in the car, and I didn't know what music was playing, mm-hmm. but I didn't like it. It turned yeah. out to be turned out to be Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Band. I was, <laughs> I was like, because once it got around to the end of the CD with like Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds, I was like, oh my god. This is the Beatles. I've been validated because I really honestly didn't like it. I didn't even know what it was. <laughs> uh, so anyways, okay. That's cool. Your list. Lewis. Um, those are good calls. I didn't have Daniel Day or Paul Newman, but I definitely think that they're legit. Yeah, I mean, yeah. obviously, nobody can argue with Daniel Day Lewis, and like Paul Newman is a good out of the, out of the old age there. Yeah. Um, I would say number three is Brad Pitt. I like uh, Brad Pitt. A lot of, like, I guess a lot of why you like Johnny Depp. Uh, I would say that Brad Pitt, I mean, he's got a lot of good roles. You know what I mean? Like, I don't see him in a role where it's like, ah, that's kind of wishy-washy. So, makes good decisions. Um, number two is Meryl Streep. Yeah. I love that woman. Bridges over Madison County. <laughs> yeah. That's not even the name of that movie, Bridges of Madison County. <laughs> Bridges over Madison County. <laughs> now, she's good. And um, the the cool thing was is that my number one is Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah. And the last movie either one of them was in was Together in Doubt, um, which uh, I yeah. highly recommend watching. That movie, um, the last scene in it, I, I did not expect it. Couldn't, cannot even explain it. But it really nailed me. So I like, yeah. I like, I like all three of those. I like Philip Seymour Hoffman a lot. Loved him in Boogie Nights. Love yeah. that role. Like, I love that movie it, too. That so, Punch Drunk Love. I mean, he Punch Drunk Love is really he's, good. Too. He's in a lot of movies where you're like, what? I didn't even remember that he was in that. Yeah. You know, he's a he's a good ornament, but he's also a good leading man. I think so. Like Twenty Fifth Hour and. Um, well, there's a couple of movies that, like, I was having a discussion with Josh. He doesn't really like him as much as I like him. And I was, like, naming some movies that I think are the reasons why somebody would like him as much as I do. And he's like, yeah, so I don't like it that much. Whatever. Um, I'm going to throw out some honorable mentions here. Yeah. Uh, 
uh, one would be Sean Penn. Oh, um, yeah, I like him, too. Yeah. yeah. Another uh, is Jeremy Piven. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because he's so fun to watch. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I used to say he's not as good as an actor as, like, these other people, but he's really fun to watch. He does the same role, you yeah. know, but you fucking love that role. So, And you always wait for him to have a good monologue. And the last, and this is a guy that, I don't know, I feel like he's, like, close to my age, so it's, like, it's going to be fun to watch him grow and be, you know, and do his work for the rest of his life is Emil Hirsch, um, because he's, I don't know, I mean, like, I I think he's, like, 28 or whatever, so I look forward yeah. to watching him more. He's not bad. I, I liked him in Into the Wild. Um, yeah. I like that role. I think that movie should have gotten a little more credit than what it got, so it was actually pretty good. Oh, Eddie Vedder doing the soundtrack. I'm hungry. I'm going hungry, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, those are my top. Should have got Chris Cornell on that. Um, yeah. I, you know, Meryl Streep, I really like her in that uh, HBO miniseries, Angels in America, actually. Yeah. Pretty good in that. Um, and she's just good. Yeah. Philip Seymour Hoffman's in... Um, um, mini series that happened not too long ago. Was it? Oh, um, no, I lost it. I should just fucking die now. <laughs> bringing that over. One of, um, I, I gotta throw out another honorable mention. This is a guy that's kind of underrated, I think. Jer- uh, Jeffrey Wright. You know Jeffrey Wright? Oh, yeah, I know who he is. I yeah. really like him. He's in Angels in America, too. That's what got me thinking of it. Um, which he played in the he was in the stage version that as well, but um, he he's he doesn't have a whole lot of roles, but he's like uh he's in the new James Bond movies as Felix Leitner or whatever, and uh I, I like him. Yeah, he's also in a movie that's going to be on my top three list. So. Oh yeah, okay. So you what you went first last time? I'll go first this time. <laughs> top three movies. Top three movies. All right, here's here was my. The way I decided this, okay, okay. <clears throat> that um, I will never get tired of these movies. Right. Okay, I'm not saying they're cinematic masterpieces, but I will never get tired of them. Number three, uh, well, I'll start out with an honorable mention. Um, so I guess it's fourth place, and that is Boiler Room, Giovanni mm-hmm. Ribisi. Just love the movie. It's just fun. The, the, the last bit, part of it, you know, whatever. But it's like the lead up, the setup, all that's real fun to watch. Um, so, you know, whatever. And um, number three is The Godfather 2. Yeah. That's classic, no matter how you look at it. You, you got your cred with that pick. You got Pacino and De Niro, you know. Yeah. You got, yeah. And, and there is, yeah, there's the one that, like, stands the test of time. As a yeah. Movie. Um, <laughs> number two is Tommy Boy. Um, <laughs> when it came out, yeah. that was like prime time for me and Chris Farley, and I, yeah. just, I fucking loved it. I can't even count how many times I've seen that movie. You know, I have a similar movie as one of my honorable mentions. So. Okay, okay, and then number one, oh my god, <laughs> this one kind of uh, goes into my love for a lot of things. Number one. Love for movies that span decades. Right. Number two, love um, for music, right? Because we've talked about yeah. music. Um, love for um, 
movies about teaching. Like I, this movie Dangerous Minds. <laughs> Sorry, did I did I ruin it? <laughs> Been spending most of our lives. <laughs> no, um, but no, this movie uh, when it came out, it like made me. I was convinced I wanted to be a teacher. Yeah, and um, and I still watch it. I mean, I will watch it, and I will fucking cry like a little bitch yeah. watching this movie every single time, every time. And I don't watch it with anybody else because nobody else likes this movie. I think maybe five other people have seen it. Uh, Mr. Holland's Opus? <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen it. I've never seen Richard it. Richard Dreyfus. It is yeah. really fun. You know, um, what's his name is in it, too, from The Cooler? You know the bit part player. He was in, uh, he was in Boogie Nights as well. The guy whose wife kept having sex with other people. You know, oh, but William H Macy. Yeah, William H Macy is in that movie, and um, oh, it's just, it's just so good. It's so good. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna it. hate on it because I've never seen it. So. Yeah, you need to watch it. You're gonna uh, love it. You're gonna love it. It's Richard Dreyfuss. Yeah, it kind of treads on Ron Howard territory though. <laughs> I do yeah. like Richard Dreyfuss though. It's good. It's, it's good. good. So okay, I just got sold out real hard by myself. <laughs> Continue. Uh, at least you're being honest. I'm gonna kick out some honorable mentions. Boogie Nights would be in my honorable mentions. Love that movie. Love the way that music is used in that movie, like pop yeah. music and stuff, especially uh, the ending scene. Um, and that was. That movie, I first noticed a lot of like bit players that are actually pretty big names now, like Philip Seymour Hoffman and uh, John C. Riley and stuff. Um, yeah. First time I ever really saw them was in that movie, or noticed them. Um, Rashomon by Akira Kurosawa. There's my little classic. Oh. Well, I saw that in film school and I really liked it a lot. It's actually a really good movie. It tells the same story from multiple points of view and yeah. Uh, that the Tashira Mifune the the Hit the actor that always works with Kurosawa is really good. Um, the, um, what's his name? Was talking about that on the last Out of the Game podcast. Oh, he was in guy. Yeah, yeah, was. yeah in guy. Yeah. That might want to put it back in front of my mind, but um, also uh, Billy Madison has got to get a little <laughs> nod for me with uh, Adam Sandler, kind of a nod to your Chris Farley pick. Uh, yeah. That was the first movie that I saw with my best friends from high school, and. Uh, I just I can quote that movie forever. I can watch it a million times and never yeah. get you know tired of it. Speed Eddie loves it. Um, yeah. You know. Billy Matt, uh, Adam Sandler kind of went downhill from there, but <laughs> no, he didn't. Yeah, yeah, he he did. Um, that movie I, Funny People is going to be good. It does look good, and I actually like um, Punch Drunk Love a lot. Yeah. Uh, Adam Sandler's pretty good in that. Um, and I, I think that the funny people thing is going to be sort of that style of his acting. Which he, he's not too bad in serious roles. Um, so into my top three, those are my honorable mentions. Uh, number three is the Thin Red Line. Okay. Have you ever seen that? Well, no. It's a but I've seen parts of it. But that's I mean that's uh, it's going to cause me to get that in my queue for show. You made. I don't know. It's not for everybody. It takes That's got um, what's his name in it though? Michael Radford or what's his name? Michael Rappaport? Isn't he in that? I don't think so. I think he is. Come on, it's your number three movie of all time. I don't think Michael Rappaport's in it though. Okay. He might be. I don't know. I'm about to find out. There's a lot of people in it. There's a lot of like stars. Like people show up that you're like, what? That guy's in this movie. Um, 
it's interesting that movie if you like Saving Private Ryan that this movie came out like three months later. They're both about World War II. They're both about different theaters of war, and they're both in completely different styles. Um, both really good movies. I like Saving Private Ryan, but it's more of a linear, you know, nice story. And yeah. Thin Red Line is a little more like ethereal, and like it has uh, Terrence Malick, the director. He's only done like three movies in thirty years or something, um, but all three of them have been really well received. And um, he has he does a lot like the whole movie kind of juxtaposes uh, war with nature. Okay. And there's all these kind of thoughts that the soldiers are having, and I don't know. You just have to see it. There's some neat images in it and stuff, and I really like <coughs> the track too because they have all these like island chants because it's set in the South Pacific Pacific Theater, and there's like kind of chants of these islanders are kind of the soundtrack. But you know the um, HBO is coming out with a. Miniseries called The Pacific, which is like Band of Brothers set in the Pacific, which is like similar to, you know, I mean, like the movie version of Band of Brothers, you know, would kind of be like Saving Private Ryan. Right, yeah. It's in the red line. This is going to be its parallel on, but it seems like it's questionable. The the hype's still out on it because if they're going to try to be as good as Band of Brothers, which is perfect at every turn, you know, then. Band of Brothers is excellent. The book is really good too. I read the book, but. Anyway, um, so three is Thin Red Line. Number two is, uh, and this one almost is my number one. Um, number two is The Empire Strikes Back. Okay. Just like I said, Star Wars is like my childhood, huge part of my childhood. My brother took me to see Empire Strikes Back in a the theater. I think I was four years old when it came out. No, I was two years old when it came out. Took me to see it in the theater. I, I still remember that. And just just love that movie. I think it's the best out of the Star Wars movies. It's a really dark film compared to the other ones. Um, a lot of stuff happening, heavy stuff with people's fathers and stuff. Um, so I really like that. And then uh, number one is uh, a movie called Basquiat, which is uh, by Jean-Michel Basquiat, about Jean-Michel Basquiat, by um, oh, Julian Schnabel, I think, is the director. And... Jean-Michel Basquiat was a graffiti artist in the 80s, and it's this kind of like stylistic story of his life. And Jeffrey Wright plays the lead character. And it's really what that movie kind of inspired me when I was in college as a biology major. That movie inspired me to go to film school. Um, Legit. I've seen it per your suggestion, and I... Yeah, it's a great movie. Yeah, I mean, it's it's... I don't know. It's not like the greatest movie ever made, but it's it's just, it just sticks with me. I can watch it over and over again. I really like uh, the lead performance in it, and David Bowie plays Andy Warhol, and he does a pretty serviceable job, I think, in it. Um, so, and a really good soundtrack too. So. Damn, John Travolta's in the Thin Red Line. <laughs> yeah, I told you. There's just people just show There's up. There's a ton like, of what? people in this. Fucking damn, John C. Riley, Sean Penn. Nick Nolte? Yeah. <laughs> See, everybody wanted to be in it because... Jared Leto? <laughs> yeah. Everybody wanted to be in John Cusack, too. Yeah, and, and and these people are in roles that are, like, just little tiny roles. And you don't yeah. even... Like, they're such small roles George that you're, like... Clooney, Adrian Brody, but not Michael Rappaport, so I was wrong about that one. Yeah. Um... They'll have like that movie's got big stars in such little roles that you're like, is that is that Woody Harrelson? That can't be Woody Harrelson. And yeah. 
But uh, everybody wanted to be in it because uh, Terrence Malick hadn't made a movie in so long. He made a movie called Badlands, which is like one of the famous new Hollywood movies from the 70s, um, which is supposed to be really good. I haven't seen it. But, um, yeah. Well, I'm just adding it to my queue. Yeah, it's it's really... For that those and of, Badlands. Yeah, I want to see Badlands. Well, I've heard it's really good. Um, but if those of you listeners out there, if you haven't seen, if you're one of the only people that haven't seen Saving Private Ryan or Thin Red Line, get both of those and watch them. Like one night, watch one of them, and one the next night, watch the next, and compare them. It's, it's but, got, those two work really well as a tandem. There's also the uh, once again the um, uh, what's his name. Clint Eastwood movies that go together, Flags of Our Fathers and Letters from Iwo Jima. Uh, yeah, I haven't seen either one of those. I got Flags of Our Fathers for for my dad for Christmas last year. So. Well, that's from like the American side, and then Letters from Iwo Jima is from the Japanese side. Yeah. So that's enough about World War Two movies. Yeah. And many series is, um, she was right. Wow. Um, I think we've reached the end. I'll, I'll throw out another. No, I'm not, because that would just be a badge of honor. What? So, Do 12, it. Angry, 12 Angry Men. Jack Lemon. Jack Lemon. Yeah, but I've actually got the original in my queue. Um, They're not that far apart in years, are they? I don't think so. Well, well, one's in black and white, and the other one's in color, but the first time I ever saw that was the newer one. Which isn't new at all, but it was is really good. So is that the one that Jack Lemmon's in? Yeah, yeah, and he does a really good job in that too. He's he's a good actor. He could be on my list as well. Nah. No, nah. Like wow, Lemmon. wow, well, you know, I don't like his old stuff. He didn't really choose that well later in his career. No. Um. All right. Well, sorry for the delay, but fuck you for not listening. So. There you go. I'll have this edited in about four weeks. So yeah. Check back. Yeah. Check us out online and shit later.